never guess what she start doing. She start like roaring like, ah, ah, like you gonna fuck me? What? Oh you know my man? god! While you're driving her as an Uber While driver. I'm driving her as an Uber, bro. That's like I'm damn near about to wreck my. <laughs> oh my god! I'm in the middle of nowhere. Like it's like dark as hell. Like ditches are like right there. <laughs> so what do you do? What's your next move? I ain't gonna lie, bro. It was all on her. Yeah. So let me ask you this though, because I know how it is with Ubers, where if you like, you just stop and let it like the app keep going. You know, it charges them a lot more. Do you stop the car in this situation, I or what do you do next? Stop, bro. I'm about to get some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you just cancel the ride. Yeah. Uh, Let's go. Hey. That's a free ride. Colorful convos, this bigger than radio Stacking up milestones, it's looking like dominoes The team be focused all on our goals, Ronaldo Came up from Michigan, now we in different time zones Nico hit my phone and I told him that it's on That bullshit I don't condone Jumping off the top rope, I'm feeling Mysterio I am too lyrical, bitch, I need walking rhyme zone Okay in case they didn't know, my name it be Tesmo Smooth with the tempo, they screaming out, let's go Lights, camera, action I remember being at the bottom, but that's past tense I remember kicking out ideas and they was laughing I don't need a gun, cause these words are automatic Yeah, you now rocking with the best of the best Sit back, listen up as we investing in the leg I say, what's popping? Yes, friends Hey <laughs> Oh, baby, 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 boo, we are back, man. Holy shit. Um, long weekend in Houston. Uh, long enough to where I wanted to record this episode on Monday, maybe Tuesday. It is now Thursday. And yeah, just been really kind of catching up from the entire year at this point. Um, Houston was my last weekend DJing uh, for a while. I think it'll be kind of towards January when everything starts back up. But for now, baby, I'm a free agent. All right. I am chilling. I have got so much done that I've wanted to do that I've avoided just from being on the road a lot. Finally organized my studio, got my mixer set up, got my speakers set up, got all this good stuff set up to where now the studio is feeling already great, but now it really feels elevated to that next, you know, step where I feel even more comfortable in here. But enough about me. How the hell are you? Are we doing good? You're probably wondering what the hell that fucking intro is about. Uh, and I'll tell you, uh, 12 a.m. in Houston's the title of the podcast, and that is because um, we were very fortunate enough to be in Houston this past weekend because the Astros uh, clinched the pennant. Uh, for those who don't like sports, uh, that means that they basically won the semifinals in baseball and now are going to be playing in the World Series, and they already are playing in this World Series against the Braves, and it's one-to-one -one right now. But we were there when they won the semifinal, and... It was funny because uh, Christian and Trey, the people that I was with, they're, they're kind of sports nerds, not really at all. They know here and there, but like me, I'm a geek, right? So like me, I like to go to stadiums. I like to go and look at a fucking stadium for two hours and walk through one and get toured. And like anytime I ever get to DJ at a stadium, I'm like geeking. Like I remember one time we were at Gillette Stadium in Boston uh, at the time when Brady was still playing there, and they were practicing, like, a distance away, like, eyes distance away, and I was freaking out. And just being in front of the building, just all the history and all that shit, I'm a geek, I'm a nerd, uh, I geek out about that kind of stuff. So, I was with two people who didn't, and that gave me my opportunity to be an educational 
leader for the weekend. So I told them about the game and all that. They were hella interested. Uh, they didn't know kind of the magnitude of how crazy it was going to get until we got down there. So we got down there around like the seventh inning. The game was already like 2-3-0. Uh, and we were just kind of waiting at that point. And they won. And the streets filled. We were cheering. We were dancing. Here, I wonder if I can play a clip uh, from the city. Here we go. Let me see. Throws! Jesus Christ, that was a great video. What am I doing? Yeah. Let's go! Just streets filled with people just everywhere. And it was so cool. Um, people were dancing, playing their horns. Uh, people were saying, fuck Boston. People were saying, fuck Atlanta, fuck LA. All this kind of stuff. And it was super fun. Uh, and it was just a cool environment to be a part of it. I got to be like back in the day when I was younger in 06 when Miami Heat won. Uh, when they had Dwayne Wade and Shaq and Alonzo Mourning about to retire, and they won, we were in Miami, and, like, the streets filled, and I remember being, like, 10, and people were walking up to the car and offering my parents, like, fifths of alcohol straight out of the bottle. People were dancing on their fucking uh, sunroofs. People were flashing each other. It was nuts. My mom told me to duck my head many times. Uh, but that's what it is, man. I love just kind of the rowdiness that sports brings especially when people are passionate about it here in america we like we have passionate sports you know like people love their team here you know they get the man cave and they get the tattoo and all that shit but like everywhere else in the world they will kill for their team like like in argentina for example my favorite team is river plate and um the opposing like the rivalry there is boca juniors okay and if you are a Boca Juniors fan and you show up on the river premises and you take like they block off sections of the streets so where like people are constantly avoiding each other, trying to avoid conflict. And if you show up on the wrong side, they're going to kill you. You go to like Ireland and Scotland, like the Irish uh, Derby between like the Protestants and the Catholics back in the day, like people would die. Stadiums would burn down. I vividly remember being in Argentina when I was younger. I think like 2008-ish. And it was River Plate versus Rosario Central, which is just kind of like a, a generic matchup. Nothing too crazy. Um, and they only allow, you know, if the stadium seats, you know, 100,000 people, only like 3,000 seats are dedicated to the away fans. And in its own little section away from everyone. Here in fucking America, you can sit right next to each other. They don't designate ticket areas, all that. You could sit by the opposing team's person. You know, there's a little banter here and there. You poke them when the other team scores. But in fucking anywhere else, you could get stabbed. Okay? I remember in Argentina when they were playing Rosario Central, the game was like 1-0 and it was a good match. There was no drama. But for the fucks of it, the Central fans decided to light the stadium seats on fire. Oh, what do you what do you mean out there? They don't got security to let them in. Have you no, absolutely not. Here in America, we have to go through seventeen different procedures just to get to the peanut section. Okay, in fucking anywhere else, you just walk in. They do the quick, generic like air wave pat down by you. They don't even touch you, and you're in. So yeah, shit like that does get in. And then, not to mention. When the games are fucking, you know, intense, like I remember Boca Juniors and River Plate were playing in, I want to say it's like Copa Libertador, which is like the South American 
cup where like the best teams from South America all play South America and like Central America all play against each other. And then there was the final and it was River Plate versus Boca. And that in itself, that game is magnitudely huge. Like if it's just a game on a Saturday, a league match, it's intense. But when there's a trophy involved, people see red. And for example, the Boca Juniors fans, you know, like when players walk out of the tunnel in soccer, traditionally in Argentina, at least they walk through like this, like tube thing, like this inflatable tube, basically from basically the underground. How many times can I say basically from the underground? They put this tube that basically extends onto the field and they walk out of that. And these Boca Junior fans threw tear gas and smoke bombs and like firecrackers in this freaking thing. You got to look it up. It's insane. Players had like one guy on river got blinded. Basically like he was blind for a few days. They had to cancel the match so much. So they had to cancel the match that they had to move the game to Spain in Madrid. Okay. They had to play an Argentinian final in fucking Madrid because the fans are so psycho in Argentina. So here, you know, we have our, yeah, rowdy cheers and all that, and there's sportsmanship and here, but everywhere else, they'll kill you. And I guess it boils down to like here we have so many options, you know, like if you live in New York, you have the Yankees, the Mets, the Knicks, the Nets, uh, you have, you know, the Dream, you have the, you have all these different types of the soccer teams, all this stuff, football, baseball, all that crap. In anywhere else, it's just soccer. That's it. There, and maybe in Central America, you get to uh, some baseball, obviously. You get to Europe and, like, you get some basketball because we've had some stars come out of Europe. But other than that, majority is soccer everywhere else. So where you live, you are dedicated to that fan base. And, like, I, I take really big pride and, you know, loving to wear other teams jerseys. And I get to pander to crowds when I'm on stage, you know, wearing that city's Jersey. And I have a nice collection of like old vintage, um, starter stuff and all this good stuff from all different types of teams. If I did that growing up anywhere else, I'd be a poser. I'd be a fake. And here I kind of am too. I'm more of a bandwagon, but everyone is right. You can like LeBron. If he goes to the Lakers, he goes to Cleveland, he goes to Miami. You like LeBron you like all three teams, right? There, no dice. Okay, if you're in England and, you know, you live in, let's say, you know, Manchester and, you know, the teams out there are Manchester United and Manchester City, but you're a fucking Chelsea fan or an Arsenal fan out there. Oh, you're going to get some shit. Okay, you're going to get beat up. You're going to get some rubbish on you. You know what I'm saying? Shut the hell up, you bitch. Go kill yourself. Go sit in the middle of the road and let a car run over you. You're ugly. You're disgusting. I'm going to kill you. You're an alcoholic. So, I've, uh, as you can see, as you can tell, I've added buttons to my roadcaster, one of the many fucking things that uh, I've been working on here. And... Back to what I was originally talking about before Dr. Phil decided to barge on in. That video, that intro, was from an Uber driver (laughs) picking us up from uh, Houston, which, by the way, was like $70 to get home from downtown Houston. Um, But this Uber driver 
you know, nonchalantly starts talking to us about music and all three of us in the backseat are DJs. And of course I'm the guy that's like, we're DJs. And he goes, flips his shit. Apparently he's friends with Don Tolliver, all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. Starts name dropping a bunch of names, all this stuff. I'm sitting in the back with the tail between my legs like this guy's bullshitting. And so, but you know, at the end of the day, who knows? Okay. You might actually know him. I don't know, but he was bullshitting. He was saying some funny shit. Like he said the intro, like this girl was growling at him in the front seat, asking her to, asking him to have intercourse with her. And uh, he pulled over and did the due diligence. And he was telling us, like, what's this story? What's this one? Flash me, like, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Our right tips and shit. Huh? I'm like, here's your tip. Boom. Tip. Bro, let me tell you about a tip. Bro. Tip. This bro, it's like four girls, bro. They all drunk, right? And they're like, we just talking. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Bro, they, it was one lady. It was like a birthday, bro. She tipped me $100 to come in the house and take shots with them, bro. As soon as I got in the house, she oh, like, man. as soon as I got in the house, bro, she like, let me see your dick. <laughs> <laughs> She like, let me see your dick. And yeah, he had a bunch of funny stories to tell us. But, <laughs> but man, Houston was a trip. That was just Friday. Um, and then Saturday, I was there with Big Bounce America. Unfortunately, the weather was kind of a, a hindrance on Saturday. We did like three morning sessions and the rest of the day was canceled, which was great for us. Um, we went to this place called Torchy's Tacos uh, in Texas. It's everywhere in Texas, but we just went to one in Houston. You got to go to Torchy's Tacos, okay? Like, no, you, like, no. You, there's no discussion when you have to when you have to go to Houston. That's where you're going to eat. Uh, when you walk in, the first thing that it says is damn good in bright fluorescent lighting, and that's confidence, and I like confidence. So immediately, uh, they have a secret menu. Just ask for it. I'm not going to tell you what's on it. Ask for the secret menu. It was chef's fucking Kiss, what's this button do? <laughs> oh, I mean, might as well try all of them, right? You know what? I'm about to say it. I don't care that you broke your elbow. Oh my god, he on X Games mode. Oh my god, he on X Games mode. These nuts. <laughs> Uh, Vine is so much better than TikTok. I don't care. You know, I, there's just something about six seconds and it was really, I think Vine kind of was what shaped all of our, us current 20 generation, why our attention span sucks because we were accustomed to laughing in six seconds. If we didn't laugh in six seconds. We were like pissed, <laughs> like you know, and we were trying so hard. Everyone would try so hard to be laughing and making jokes in six seconds. And yeah, I think Vine's the reason that I'm crazy. And uh, it's a pretty interesting day today because uh, today's actually 10 years since I got my first DJ gig. Uh, yeah, and I got a I got a program, the computer to do that. And pretty crazy, you know. 10 years ago, we did a Sweet 16 party for my stepbrother. I was 14 at the time, and um, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, we did a Sweet 16, and you want, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. You know what pisses me off is, I'll get back to that sob story in a sec. 
So were your parents strict? Because like I had a strict mom, you know, my mom, love her to death. She raised me on a tight rope, uh, rightfully so as any Latina mother would do. Um, but hear me out. So I turned 16, right? I was going to my stepbrother, the party that I was DJing for, it was a rager. It was like a joint party with his best friend at the time. Her name was Aaron. And, uh, they just invited a bunch of their friends. They ran it out this hall. I DJed, I DJed on a $30 mixer with my mom's Toshiba laptop. Um, I wish I could know what I played that night, but <laughs> I remember, you know, seeing that and I was like, Ma, I want to have a sweet 16 party. And, you know, I come to think of it. I never really, I didn't attend many sweet 16 parties in my life. I don't know if you guys did. Um, but anyway, I'm all over the place. Uh, I wanted a sweet 16 party. My mom was like, okay, totally down. She made invitations. Like, you know, I'm talking like bougie ass invitations, like had her friend print like 150 like things. I was passing them out in school, leaving them in kids lockers. And at the time I was kind of like the popular kid. So like people knew about this party and they were like, Oh shit, this is going to be sick. And I was like, yeah, it is. And my birthday parties was going to be at the end of the school year. Right. So like we were in a Catholic school for some godforsaken reason. We started like August 3rd. So we got out like May, May like 15th or something like that. And my birthday is May 21st. So it was going to be like an end of the year summer bash. Okay. And I'm a fucking sophomore. Okay. So very much excited. Um, but right before finals and everything, like three weeks before the party, we get like our progress reports, like our final progress reports. I get worked up talking about this to this day. I had a 2.9 on my progress report. Again, my progress report doesn't mean Shit, it's just a fucking midway checklist on the quarter. How you doing? Where can you improve? All this stuff, okay? My freshman year, I was like a 3.7 student or something like that. You know, I had like above a 3.2 on every progress report. But sophomore year, I was already given a sh- didn't care anymore, okay? So I had a 2.9. Bro, when I tell you my mom canceled my sweet 16 because of that on the progress report money wasted she all those invitations she bought threw them away the food she ordered and stuff all thrown away all because i had a 2.9 on my progress report like has anyone else ever experienced something like that i remember fucking Every single day for fucking just nonstop crying, okay? Nonstop tearing in my eyes because my mom cancels my sweet 16. Like, hold on. <laughs> like, like, that's what I felt like all the time. And it was just so fucking sad. If your mom's ever done that or your dad or whoever, you know, Canceled your fun and ruined your high school. Hit me up at one eight hundred colorful convos. That's one eight hundred colorful convos. Um, but yeah, Houston was rowdy. 
Uh, I think I've in these 10 years that I've been DJing now, like I really kind of puts a lot of things into perspective. And I kind of had a conversation about this with Christian Choth this past weekend, just like feeling like, Oh wow, are you even supposed to be doing this kind of thing? And like, just feeling weird. Like we both just quit our jobs and we're both, you know, just kind of hustling now and like full-time hustling. We'd always been hustling, but now it's like, this is do or die kind of shit. Like I want to get paid DJing. That's how I want to survive. And I'm fully confident that hopefully I can make them the relationships that I need to make and know the people I need to know and trust, get the trust from people that trust me to, you know, hopefully be able to do that for the next, you know, 10 years. That'd be fun. Um, but I'm also realistic and I know that it could not happen, but you know, some of the best advice you ever heard was like, what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Uh, what if it's bigger than anything you could ever dream? And then the follow-up question is like, what's the worst piece of advice you gotten? And it's like, be realistic. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of where I am. Like, I truly think this could be something special with the podcast, with the music, with all the friends and connections I've made. I mean, this past weekend I hung out with a DJ from uh, Detroit, Michigan, from Dayton, Ohio, and from Washington, D.C. I would have never, ever crossed paths with two of them, at least because I had already known Christian, um, if it wasn't for, for doing this. And... I mean, it's, it sucks sometimes, you know, like traveling a lot, you're tired, they're long days, you're DJing under the sun, you know, and small person with hands clasped above their head. Oh, my mom's calling. God, mom, you just hold on. Hola. 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 Yeah, I'm I'm recording a podcast. Can I call you back and like Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. You don't need to answer. I thought was just, I was just say hi. Okay. Bye. I, I can call you back in a second. Okay, but I what what? What? What are you laughing about? Uh it's because it's recording right now and I, you can hear everything you're saying. Ah, uh, you can delete that. No, I'm going to put okay. it in there. Okay. It's your mom, boys. Your mom tell you to call me back. Okay, hijo? Okay, I call, I call you back. Bye. Ciao. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Shut the hell up, bitch. Go kill yourself. Go sit in the middle of the road and let a car run over you. That wasn't towards my mom. Relax. All right? That was just the first one that I pressed. Chill out, man. Um, but yeah, these DJs getting to work with them. <laughs> uh, getting to work with them and experience the things that I'm experiencing is, is pretty cool. And, you know, now I'm making my way, you know, 10 years went by really quick. And I presume that these next 10 years are going to go by pretty quick as well. Um, but it's weird. It's weird being 24. Uh, I've been thinking about that a lot too. Like my half birthday is next month, just in case you were wondering and almost to 25, like, yeah, like you got to process it for a sec. Like 25 is a pretty insane age. Um, cause I just remember being like younger and when, you know, 25 sounded 
eons away. You know, even high school, like you were 14, you started high school. I'm about to, I'm about to start. I could say in May of 2022 that I started high school 11 years ago. Like, ugh, you know, ugh. And I'm learning more and more that it's not just my life. It's my mom's life. It's my friend's life. It's everyone's life. Uh, Joe's passing, put it into perspective as well. Like, it's just a lot. And, you know, we only got 86,400 seconds every day. And hopefully we get more and more as the time goes on. And we can keep utilizing that time to, you know, be whatever it needs to be. But (laughs) this episode's been all over the place. Um, Houston was so much fun. Uh, this whole entire year of traveling, um, especially 2021, because hold on, let me before I go on my closing rant here. Twenty twenty one was a year that was like very much optimistic, but also like realistic, where it still doesn't even feel like we've entered into 2021. It feels like we're still in very much 2020 part two, where we didn't really know if events were going to be happening. We didn't know if concerts were going to be happening. Uh, and at the beginning of the year, I didn't think that I was going to do the color run or anything like that. But then, you know, events started narrowly happening and I've been on the road basically since May and you know, it's been wild. It's been a wild, wild year. Uh, I've learned a lot. I'm going to continue to learn a lot. This next month and a half of not doing any events or anything, I'm sure I'm going to try to get something local here in Salt Lake, like do a little residency somewhere just to, you know, keep the hands active, but really going to dummy down into, you know, releasing episodes more often again. And every day I'm trying to DJ for an hour and just kind of work on my craft. And inevitably, I think it'll help me kind of kick 2022's ass because like that's all I'm thinking about is how ready I am for 2022. Uh, and I hope you are too, 2022. And yeah, to the break of dawn, baby, we're going to, we're going to do it. I'm excited. Uh, I hope you guys all had a great, great past weekend. I hope you guys are doing well. 12 AM in Houston. Uh, we will see you guys when we see you guys. I'm actually going to be in Michigan next weekend. So hopefully I can do a podcast with some homies in person. Looking forward to it. And I hope you guys are too. We will see you when you see you guys. Be safe. Peace. She pull up, call me baby I don't know Mercedes I don't know Miss Lady But I wanna know you And I wanna know it's cool If we can be a two I mean like